0: Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Hate Journals. We are so lucky to have the author, the writer extraordinaire, Heidi. Heidi, how are you? Now, I'm not going to say your last name right, Boucher.
1: It's so, I'm well. Thank you for asking. And that is not the right way to say cool, my last cool, name. But cool, everyone, cool, cool. it's okay. Everyone always errs on the side of caution and makes it sound like very fancy, Heidi Yeah, Boucher. I was like, it's oh, actually- she's French.
0: <laughs> Obviously
1: clearly yeah right it's actually uh heidi bushy which is like as basic just as like kids. real middle midwestern straight up just yeah. right across
2: <laughs> the board okay. yeah okay okay i'm, I'm sorry wait, really you. fast bushy? i know bushy? everyone does it's bushy? very nice yeah do people bushy. ever give you the
1: bougie bushy boucher is the one i get the most and, well yeah. and a little bit from watching the from the water boy which is kind of dating myself but he's
2: bobby boucher oh. and, and yes, the water. yes yes like, yes yeah, yes. might be too I young thought for that i was boucher I did too. I was like, this bitch has to be fancy. But I have a really bad thing when I look at letters. Like, I just make them make the sounds that I want. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm dyslexic, but this. I'm
0: refusing to get tested. <laughs> it's too late now. But yeah, yeah. It's funny, really. How are you? How are you doing this week? How was your
1: week? Tell us about your um, week. Well, first of all, I'm great. I'm so happy to be on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me. I'm so stoked to be talking to you guys. I mean, Zooming is the new—it's like what we do now. So I'm really really happy to be (laughs) checking in with both of you. I actually had an amazing week. This is related to the conversation we were talking about before we started the show. I bought myself a pair of UGG slippers. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I'm never going. That is fresh.
2: I don't have a pair. I'm never going back.
1: Well, here's the thing. Because I'm a woman with big feet, I would never in a million years buy a pair of regular-ass Uggs unless I had cute little tiny feet. Right. (laughs) Right. Because they look like, let's be honest, they look like two giant
0: tan boots. No, they look like actual bears.
2: (laughs) Right. it looks like you have two so, dead fucking animals like on a, your feet like a big like riffle. mine i still look like i'm in college when i wear mine right like if i saw an 11 i'd be like she killed an endangered species right <laughs> they're like excuse me they see me and they're like
0: excuse me i mean you know there's handicapped parking in the front you don't need well, to walk all this way Or
1: well, people would be throwing red paint on mine like i would be like right. sasquatch yeah. came to town Tiger so i'm like King i'm too. never buying a pair of actual eggs <laughs> we're outside the house but then i went ahead and splurged on a pair of slippers to wear inside the house since we're on video sorry hmm. viewers
2: <laughs> i don't know if you can see oh, oh i knew exactly oh, which ones they were too i, I knew exactly it was oh. like my quarantine working from home self-care it's nice to item have aired for... out toes when you're what? slipping like an aired out toe yes you know what yeah. i mean it's that like you keep it fresh
0: you know what yeah. i actually until heidi just said that i hadn't thought that i deserved a quarantine gift i have not gifted oh, yeah. myself with something <laughs> that was quarantine related other than alcohol in a I long time i was gonna time. say What? Right. (laughs) But you know what? I'm gonna get myself a quarantine gift. Something like a necklace or some comfortable
1: UGG Mm -hmm. slide-ons.
0: What kind of slide-ons are those?
1: Mm. They have like a little um, slide. They are. They're just a slide. They have an exposed toe. They're like a peep-toe UGG the I'm just saying you are and I think I mean I think everyone who's doing quarantine deserves some kind of quarantine gift even small yeah. large whatever right but you're like working on the front lines, so you should right. actually double up your double gift. up like, my she, gift yes yeah. mm-hmm. yes
2: you get <laughs> the parka drink. I,
0: I <laughs> like where'd you get that surfboard from well don't worry about it it's because I was quarantined and I'm also on the front lines yeah, a lot of things so, going on. A lot, a lot of moving parts, of layers, if you will. Mind your it. business.
1: You want to look inside my diaper bag? Mind your own business. business. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Um, nice. Okay, so we're so glad that you were um, uh, <laughs> obviously excited to be on our podcast, which we always think we're garbage people So uh, to, a, to a degree. So we always find it very interesting when anybody wants to be on our podcast, and we love to share all anything that's going on, especially positivity and negativity. I know our name can uh, precede us, but we truly are about, like, Positivity and any new things that are great for our listeners coming up, we are all about that life.
2: Absolutely. You know, I was only able to get through half the book and I did that in a matter of hours. It was really just the limited amount of time I had this week, which don't, just don't anybody. Just <laughs> the, li- the just limited, <laughs> limited time. The limited time. Bitch, oh I God, have my ass. Time this okay. Week. okay. Yeah. So I get it. Moving on, though, and I really didn't put it down. I mean, I was scanning. Oh, it's hilarious! It was hilarious. Honestly,
1: anytime I send it to anyone and they read it, I'm like, Yeah, oh, <laughs> but yeah. when I send it to somebody who has, like, you know, who has stuff on their plate, like is a mom and works, and all you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. How do you even find the time? So, um, yeah, so the book is called Relationship Ready How I Stopped fucking Randos and Started Cupcaking My Soulmate. It's available on Amazon in paperback on Audible and on Kindle. And obviously you get instant delivery if you get it on Audible or Kindle right now. For some reason, I don't know why, Amazon does not consider my book a priority. So if you order it in paperback,
2: it's gonna take you three weeks to get it. (laughs) Save some trees. I mean, the Kindle, I love it. I got the email. I popped it into the Kindle, and it was off to the races, and I absolutely love it. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. So one of the questions that I wanted to dive in with you, obviously, we'll get into a lot of different questions, but Mm -hmm. I know that you are married now. You are married, Uh and you have a stepchild. One stepchild, correct?
1: That's right. Singular. One. Singular. We're on the same
0: team, so I have a (laughs) stepchild with my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you find the time to write this book? Lady, because you look, you will look very busy.
1: Well, thank you. Um, well, honestly, the book is like half memoir and half how to, and so it's really interesting because in you know in the process of marketing it and talking to people about it, and sending it to podcast, I'm talking a lot about what it what it took to write it. And um, I, one of the tips I always give to people who are aspiring writers is that if you have something that you're thinking about writing about, like say you're t- you're juggling two ideas, and you're like, oh, I want to write about this one thing, which was like nearly autobiographical, and I want to write about, and the other thing I want to write about it is like a is like a sci-fi novel about living on Mars. You know, I'm like, go ahead and write about the thing you lived because it's actually much easier. It's internalized. You already lived it. You already have all the experience. Um, And so in the course of writing this book, you're right. It's a really small self-help book. It's like 100 and, uh, in print. It's like 140 pages. 20 of those are like lists and charts and work. Yeah, and I'll tell
2: the listeners, I'm going to finish it tonight for sure. Yeah, yeah like truly, a- the kids will go to bed and I'll be able to crush it out. I was really hoping to finish it before this entire interview, but I already have a bundle of questions. But it
0: was really cool because one thing that I loved about your book is I have seen, being a single woman before my husband, obviously I had gotten to the point where I was comfortable in my life. I was comfortable in where I was, what I was doing, who my friends were, I was self-assured. I knew what I wanted. I was just like, where is this motherfucker? Everyone keeps (laughs) saying that he's out there bitch where is he yes. um and <laughs> what i loved about your book because i have and the reason i bring that up is because i had obviously read a lot of like relationships books magazines all women do we we do we write from we birth just we're do. just right. we come yeah. out of the it womb we're like we gotta to find the yeah. right person um he i like orange what does that mean okay he's gonna also work on a fucking farm like <laughs> Out of w- the womb we start doing those but True. one thing I loved about your book was you had a lot of worksheets like things to work through in the book this mm-hmm. wasn't just like sit down read my bullshit about how I got to where I am it was also mm-hmm. like do these fun interactive things that like really get you to think more in depth about the relationship that you want to be in.
1: Well, I think that I love that you love the worksheets because I can't tell you how many self-help books I have that I opened, read the first two paragraphs, laughed a little bit, and then like put on a shelf and was like, whatever, never did the work, never read the rest of it, whatever. So the point for me was like, I want this book to be readable. I want it to be short. I almost want it, like I have a friend who wrote a book that refers to it kind of like as a break glass in case of emergency, grab it as a handbook wants it you know i just wanted it to be really quick oh, and easy that's cute. um but i love but i did want people to be able to do substantive work around um really discovering who they are and stepping into their power so that you can find who you're looking for it's like one of the tips that i give women when they return to dating that i think is so important is like look time is your most valuable asset so like we don't fuck with people that we don't like. Just like when you go to Nordstrom, you don't fuck with shoes you don't like, right? Yeah. So I'm tired of these women out I there I wish you guys could that- see our heads.
2: Yes, deep nod. <laughs> yeah. Deep, yup, yup. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's My bun is feel- all over the
2: place. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a deep So one. I yeah. feel
1: for women who are, you know, and I was one who would like look at a guy on, you know, online dating and might like, be like, well, you know, he's wearing a plaid shirt and he does have a dog
2: next to him. Like, <laughs> and, you know, if I turn it sideways and the lights low, he might be attracted. Like, no, that is not right. how we do. This. You know what, right? girl? Like- one of the things you would have really thrived or not considering <laughs> your first chapters um. Thank God you were out the game by Tinder because oh, you I wasn't ready for the Tinder, savage, girl. girl. You would have been I was burning at the it very. I,
1: I just barely got to be on Tinder, and I did it enough to to know like I could have gotten in a lot more trouble than I did. With <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Same.
0: It's interesting to, and we talk about this quite a bit, even on this podcast. It's interesting to me that as women, there's a lot of things that we're just like, no, we will not do, right? We're like, no, we won't use that makeup cleaner. No, we will not drive that kind of car. No, I will not wear this kind of Type of cloth or material or no, I might my, my my clothes have to be dry clean, bitch. I, I I don't even know what you're talking about. What's a dryer, what's a washer? But yeah. when it comes to men, we just make so many excuses. And trust yeah. me, I say this saying that I've dated some bum bitches mm. where I have been like looking back, I'm like, you are a <laughs> bum. And I don't I can't blame you as a bum. You showed up as a bum. You did your job. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't do my job. And I just let you skate by as a bum bitch in my life. And I just let you take on over. What even though deep down inside I knew, I'm like, you are not person you're not a forever person and I don't know um how you feel about soulmates but I just feel like in each person you learn a lesson that's getting you ready for the next lesson right you have to if you don't take that lesson it was all for naught but -hmm. even with my own husband I can say that I love him so much there's a lot of things that I've learned about myself and learning to love him the right way not just Mm -hmm. any old way because your book I feel like gets people cognitively thinking about not only the way that you want to be with your partner but what you're expecting back from them the expectation yes. back I feel like as women a lot of times are what we expect from ourselves is so high and then what we expect from them is so fucking low that you mm-hmm. end up being like why did we break up why did this not work out it's like well you didn't meet the expectation and that's why you got what you got it up. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, in your book, you truly do touch on all of that, and you yeah. don't see that a lot in relationship books. Truly, you typically just see. Here's well, not what you in that need time frame, do. right? And here's what you need to do as a woman to make yourself better, and not yeah. meeting that expectation.
1: Yeah. Well, I really think that that is rooted so much in the fact that I believe that we teach people how to treat us, right? So, like, if I let you treat me like shit, you're gonna treat me like shit. And I think that there is a lot of social construction around, you know, as women. I feel like, especially as young girls, I'll speak from my own experience. As a young girl, it was often I was often told, you know, oh, give them a second chance you know, see what you can find, you know, look on the bright side. Like I think there was a lot of social construction around giving people second chances, trying mm-hmm. to find the best in people. And so it meant that when people, men in particular, showed up in my life and showed me who they were, like- I was like no that's not really who the, you know i'm i mean or i'm going to fix them i'm going to mm-hmm. fix you 100% on that um, but yeah so it's like i love there's actually a saying right i think it's i don't know who it is i'm going to i'm not even going to try to attribute it to the, a person cuz get it wrong but it's like you know when people show you who they are it's your job to trust them right and like for a long time i refused to do that
2: absolutely i really I, mr ireland comes to mind when you <laughs> yes. talk about that oh, which is yeah. a, a great character <laughs> In Heidi's book, um, very relevant to me and not him so much, but the eggshells, the actual uh, being in a relationship where the anxiety level of being around them just sends you into full tilt immediately. Like their energy around you, you're just immediately like I'm fucking up. And then you're just like living your life like that constantly. So um, anybody who's struggling with that, like anxiety around a partner, but when they're gone, you're like, oh, no, I'm chilling. Like, because it sounded like you had established a life in Ireland. Yeah. But w- like with friends and a job. And like, it seemed like you were cruising. And then I took that when you were in your marriage, your, your relationship with this man that you were like, super anxious. And he was oh actually the God. worst part of that <laughs> experience. Can
0: you give us a little bit of a background just to the listeners so they have an idea of what yeah. we're kind of talking totally. about?
2: Totally. So, okay. So here,
1: it really starts with the fact that I got invited to be in my best friend's wedding. So this girlfriend of mine who was, you know, we grew we went to school together in Pittsburgh. She married a guy who was Irish from the Island that floats in the Atlantic who was mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh for a program. Um, and they were going to have the wedding in Ireland. Now, and at the time I was living in Denver and I was like living this like kind of fast and loose lifestyle. And she was like, do you want to come be in the wedding? I'm like, of course I want to be in your wedding. So, you know, I went, uh, I it took forever. I was like really deep. I was actually almost at the one of the bottoms that i experienced in my alcoholism but i did not get sober at that time and so my life was like just a rolling dumpster fire and so i could not get it together to like even buy my ticket to go to this wedding until like a week before the wedding so she's calling me like do you have your ticket yet and i'm like no i'm getting it i promise you know like all this totally and also i was working really hard because that was part of my part of my um like the facade i had was like work hard play hard right so if i Work six mm-hmm. days a week. I could go home with whoever I wanted to, drink all the drinks, all that stuff. So um As so long as you showed really up for hard. work, you're you're cruising. A thousand percent. That yep. was like my lifestyle that I was living. So I was in the wedding and I had this wedding dress that I had to have altered. Now I was working and drinking and partying. And so I did not get it altered uh, until one day I finally had a day off of work because I had a kidney infection that was really bad. Like it had started as a UTI, which I was ignoring and just like going to work. And then like, I got a fever. I had to go to the hospital. Like I had a horrible UTI. So I, or a horrible kidney infection. So I like get the medicine for that. And I'm like, well, I'm off work. I may as well get this uh, bridesmaids dress fitted because I got a you know like take advantage of this one day down so i like go to the you know i go to david's bridal and here i am i'm feverish i've been sick for two weeks i've like barely been eating i'm like go ahead take it in take uh. it in take it in whatever all right so two weeks later i show up in ireland <laughs>
0: healthy and happy and fatter about two pounds three pounds bigger like girl we gonna try girl. to stretch into this dress honey
1: Dress did not fit, not even close. So it's the day before the wedding. I try on the bridesmaid's dress, doesn't fucking fit. So I'm like home. And literally, I feel like that (laughs) moment changed the course of my life because what happened was this man who became Mr. Ireland was like, I'll drive you around. We'll find a seam, we'll find someone to fix it. And he kind of was like my knight in shining armor. I do not remember how we fixed the dress because there was like nobody was open in Ireland, like everything's closed on the weekends except for bars. And so, um, so we got it fixed by somebody. But even in all the pictures, you can see my my belly button is like sucking in all the fat. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was a, uh, it was a lavender satin. Right. Heart, you know, mm-hmm. It was so bad. So mm. um, he kind of was like my knight in shining armor at this moment. And so, um, and so then after the wedding, uh, he and the bunch of the groomsmen were going to go and a bunch of the wedding party were going to go like drive around to Ireland. And I had not planned on doing this road trip with them, but he was like, why don't you just come with me? And I was like, yeah, why don't I just come with you? So I called my boss and was like, I'm coming back. Never. You know, basically, I almost quit my job. Um, But I just basically told her I wasn't coming back for a couple of weeks. And then I went on this road trip around the country with him and these other guys. And, you know, for the first 30 minutes of it, he was a gem. And I remember when I was like, I don't know if I should go. I don't have any money. He was like, I have money. I got you, girl. Don't worry. You know, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's fine yeah so um, said
0: that so said the devil yeah no yeah one. oh my
1: god a thousand percent so then you know the first stop we made i was like hey can i borrow like five euros grab a diet coke and he was like what that's full of chemicals you can't have five euros for that and i was like here we Whoa. go here it was the go. And you're
2: already in the car like you're and we're already playing, yeah. canceled <laughs> you're like <laughs> right, i right. fucked up
0: you're like fuck my boss Fuck this canceled. job parents see you when i see you <laughs> Uh, yeah. this is my knight in shining armor. You're like, hey, can I just borrow a quick dollar for some, uh, Charlie's shoe? He's like, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, a a thousand percent. Right. And so, you know, immediately, I mean, I turned, I remember my face turned red, like tears welled in my eyes. I went around to the other side of the car and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm supposed to be on this trip for like another week and I literally have no money. So I ended up calling home and like my father wired me some money. I'm very fortunate he was willing to do that. But, you know, I focused so much of my energy on trying to fix that particular moment that I completely ignored the fact that he had like basically like... Do yeah, me. I you know what you. I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, and so, you know, it, it was like long story longer, but what happened was for us was like, you know, we would do, there were all kinds of ways that he would gaslight me or I would walk on eggshells around him. One of the times I was thinking of when we lived in Ireland, he worked nights and I worked days and we lived in this little like um, townhouse basically. And I remember one time I was like, I'm going to cook for him because that's like we had gotten married at this stage. And I was like, that's what a wife would do. A wife would cook for him. So uh, I knew he liked lasagna. So I like went down, I walked to the store, I grabbed all the ingredients (laughs) for lasagna. I made it without reading the directions.
2: Well,
1: so I did because I was just like, oh, I'll just guess you're how cooking. to make how how hard hard your is heart. Is it? Right. <laughs> right, right. right. That's you're, what like, lives do. you're like, I've got
0: this. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm like, oh, what? I mean, how hard is this? What noodles, cheese, sauce, oven, done? And I did not realize that you had to bake the noodles. You have to cook the noodles before you bake those. Oh, I'm right? sorry. So- you put them in oh. dry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You put them in yeah. dry.
0: Okay. Thousand I just percent, want to be very percent. clear. Got your right. Very got it, got clear.
1: It. That I did probably not.
0: should have started smaller that with maybe some like macaroni that and cheese. So maybe awesome. a good ramen, maybe some ramen and some meat. How like, old were you? girl? How old was
1: 23? I? I was 26 at
0: that stage. Okay, so then, she knew what hot water yeah, was. Yeah, I was like, damn. No, <laughs> she girl. knew okay. what hot water
1: was. No, I like, would have done world. it.
0: No, she was like, I could Google this. No, I, I use all my minutes. Fuck it, I got it.
1: <laughs> nope, I got it exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, so Smells I, good. I take this lasagna out and I cut into it. I'm so excited and it's
0: it's crunchy spicy. as fuck.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, he can't see this. He can't ever know that I tried this and that it failed. So I like threw the lasagna. I like scraped all the lasagna out of the pan, threw it in the trash. And then I was like, I gotta throw this pan away. He's gonna see can't, it. Yeah. He can't see the pan. He's gonna ridicule me. I'll never hear the end of this. So then I threw the pan away. And then all of it was thrown away in. And then I threw that garbage bag away in another garbage bag in our kitchen. But then I was like, he's gonna know. So then I took the garbage bag out to the side, like to the main trash, and then rolled that trash like down the street because I just was like that was the extent of like uh, yeah, the eggshells that i, I walked on say. right like absolutely. i just was so afraid that he was going to find out and berate me um over yeah. like over, lasagna like, the idiocy of this lasagna um that like that and that was the you know i that was when i was 26 and i didn't leave him till i was 30 so for four more years like i put up with this well, I, I would burr, i would not, say too, for
2: anybody listening in that situation that in a healthy relationship should be one of the funniest stories yes. of your marriage, right? right? Like they come should not home. be deep, deep fear, right? No. You should not be rolling it down. You should be like, babe.
0: No, actually what you should do is you should have a, a bowl of Cheerios waiting and then go, just so you know, you were going to get lasagna. I just want to yeah. start with that. You were going to get like, lasagna. a really nice wine, like a fine uh, pair. I had wine. wine,
1: I had lasagna. I don't
0: know if you can smell the scent of candles. That was lit. <laughs> But shit got weird and shit
2: got fun. Um, Long story short, you got uh, Cheerios with bananas and a birthday cake. So, one of the questions I had because I think anybody, it's kind of fun that we are all married and I very much feel like I'm in a happy, healthy marriage and I know you are. And it sounds like you have found your soulmate. So, that's all really exciting. Um, I'd like to ask you in one of the parts of your book as you're kind of, before you go full into the alcoholism, you actually say you think you were born with alcoholism. I was really curious about that.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so th- this is really my opinion. And I mean, there are all kinds of people that have different substance use disorders or whatever, but like, I really do feel like, um, that I really do feel like I was born an alcoholic because I've never felt very comfortable in my skin Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Without something else. So really, honest, I never felt like I fit in. I never felt very comfortable. And especially as a kid, I can remember the very first way that I used to kind of soothe myself was sugar.
2: Eating, yeah. So
1: I ate a ton of, I mean, sugar. I mean, I still have a sweet tooth. It's something I think I'll just always have. And I, and I eat sugar without, like, freaking out and binging on it. But, I mean, as a kid, I really binged on a lot of sugar just because it was the only thing that would make me feel better. Absolutely. And I just had a lot of anxiety. Uh, uh, I don't know if it would be, like, diagnosable anxiety, but I just had a lot of, like, discomfort. Yeah. I just had a lot of discomfort. Um, nope. I just never – Really felt like I got the manual on life and so for a while you know as a kid I'm self-medicated with sugar and then as I got you know I started I had my first drink when I was 15 so you know and Really, when i started drinking it was like binge drinking from the get-go there wasn't a single weekend that i wasn't drinking once i started drinking you know right. yeah
2: yeah yeah i was just really curious i have I've grown up around um alcoholism substance abuse and that was a really interesting take and i like the way you described that because i was just that's one i haven't heard before just in that avenue but explain like that i'm glad you did um that really I'm clarified no, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I feel like a ton of our demographic, our listeners, right? Like we all. I mean, I'm still drinking, but we all. I have to test myself every once in a while. Once you get going, you know what I mean. I'm just like, uh, what's going on here? Can I stop right now? Well, and it's 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 so unique so. and not
0: unique and. Sp- <laughs> especially because we live in a state and we live in a city where drinking is 100% normal. Like oh, yeah. our oh, Reno, bars right? are open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So our bars are open 24 hours a day. You can mm-hmm. get a, a shot, a beverage. You can actually call out a birthday shot at any point. Like it is not like, oh, two o'clock, everyone's got to go home. They're like two o'clock, sound the bells. time for shots. But I do know that. When I was going through like some personal things, before I was like in therapy, hitting it hard, like doing the hard shit, mm-hmm. there was a small time frame. There was a little chunk there in my life where the men that I was dating and, and fucking and sleeping with mm-hmm. were 100%. Different.
2: Those are two different things.
0: That's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I only slept with the guys I liked. <laughs>
0: That's true. You know what? You always make a lot of sense, bitch. Yeah, not me. I was, was like... Not choosy Uh, I was like,
2: oh, you don't replace me. No, 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 I fucked him all. I I just only slept with the guys I liked. I was like, oh, "Oh, you have blue eyes.
0: Come on into my bed. Oh, it looks like you have an extra toe. Get in here. Um, I know that there was a stretch of time that I was making horrible, horrible decisions with men as far as sleeping with them, even sleeping Mm -hmm. with them. It could be sleeping or and dating them. That 100% was around the fact that I was drinking too much because I was unhappy and I wasn't dealing with the shit that I needed to be fucking dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then I look back and I count, I used to count that time as like, why couldn't I find a right man? It was like during that time span from like 27 Mm-hmm. 24 to like 30 like I wasn't doing the shit that I should have been doing and mm-hmm. I thought that I was like looking for this right man and I thought I was like putting my best foot forward but really I was like binge drinking out with my girlfriends finding piece of shit dudes who didn't give a fuck who barely yeah. could fucking finish the alphabet and I was just like I don't understand what you want with me to take me home for to his sure. mom like <laughs> I don't understand so much fun did you was that, I- like a lot of realization for you as well
1: yeah, I do think a couple of things. I mean, I think that some of it is around, uh, some of this is about just like growing up and becoming more mature, right? And so like, mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, you know, my first marriage, I got married when I was 24, like nobody should get married. No, nobody should get married when they're 24, you know? And at the time, like, I don't know, it was like 2000, it was 2005. So it was like, not the seventies, you know what right, I mean? And right. I was like, and I, you know, I was, I grew up in the Midwest, but I was like, you know, I didn't go to. School with a bunch of kids that got married at 18, you know. So, I, I, but there were other a lot of other women in my life that were 24, 25 that were getting married, and I was like, Yeah, I'll do this too. Okay, yeah, I'll, you know, like this, I don't want to get left behind, Absolutely. I want to do this too, right? Um, so some of my choices around men and relationships, you know, and so well, so then I was married from when I was 24 to 30, and then in the last year from 30 to 31 when I was single and drinking. That was, a, that was crazy. That fun was crazy. Fun time, huh? Sounds like a fun yeah. time. Um, and really what it came down to with my drinking was eventually I got to a place where I realized, like, I cannot stay stopped drinking. So I would try to do, like, a you know a 30-day cleanse or, like, a 27-day detox, and I would get to, like, day 26 or day 20 and be like – that's enough. It's close enough, you know, whatever. And so I realized like, I I realized like that my relationship with alcohol was a little distorted, but it also really played into my ability to have, I mean, I I was not able to have like long term sustainable relationships with really anyone, men or women. Like I didn't have many friends by the time I got sober. And I also didn't have any boyfriends because like I had no ability to select men who were available or appropriate for me, you know?
2: Absolutely. So what do you think um, was the major turning point? Um, I mean, around men relationships, yeah, it doesn't have to be specific yeah. to the book, but in your life, like for listeners, just once you kind of looked around and you're like, "Fuck, man, I really want <laughs> yeah. to not do this. I don't want to be a piece of shit." Because I,
0: because I will tell you, just Heidi, just <laughs> before you answer that, I will tell you. So my husband and I have been together for nine years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We um, were friends for years before that, and then we got together. There was a time when I broke up with one of my exes. And my husband didn't even wait for the body to get cold. He was just like, on it. He was just like, uh, I know you got a lot of listeners, and I know you got a lot of followers. <laughs> I'm trying to get in on the, on the ground up, okay? Um, but there was a time before that that I wrote myself a letter. And I had said to myself... Like, are you really ready? Are you really ready to be married? Are you really ready to be in a long-term relationship? Because mm-hmm. what you're doing up until now, bitch, isn't fucking working. Like, mm-hmm. instead of worrying about a goddamn relationship, are you okay with you? Like, are you mm-hmm. just good with you? Like, I know mm-hmm. you. I've always lived alone. I don't know about you, but I've never had roommates. I've always lived alone. But living alone and being okay with being alone are two fucking different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I really had to sit and write a letter and write it all down to myself and go, No, I really am ready for this. Like maybe I haven't seemed or been putting that energy out there. So Mm -hmm. let me change some things. Was there a point where you were like, okay, this is it. Like I am saying I want one thing, but I am doing a fucking completely different thing.
1: Yeah, this is an awesome question. There's two things that I want to say about this. First of all, I mean, I say it in within the first couple of paragraphs of the book, like it's definitely a no judgment zone. So the point is that I was fucking randos for a long time and then suddenly I decided I didn't want to fuck randos anymore, but I didn't have any tools to have a sustainable, like I could only swipe left and right. Like that, yeah. that was the only thing I knew how to do. Yeah. So I, I did not, I was not able to like, once I realized, oh shit, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to actually have a long-term real relationship. I kind of was like, oh my God, I don't know how to do that. So I will say this, if you're out there and you're fucking randos and you're having a great time, like keep doing it. But if you find yourself in a place where suddenly this is no longer authentic to you and you have like no skills to have a relationship or you don't know what to do next, then like this book's a great place to start. So what happened for me was that, um, I had gotten sober. I was like about two years sober and I was like ripping and running around, still kind of doing a lot of the same stuff. And basically I remember, uh, my motto that year was like, I do what I want. Like I just, I was like, I felt like-, like an out of control person. I do what I want. Yeah, no. Don't even
0: ask me because this Dude. is the year of doing what I want. I don't even ask me what, what I'm want. doing. Right? Cause Cause I felt- I want. Right? told you with my motto, I do whatever the fuck what I want. What are you talking about?
2: I'm pretty sure we <laughs> so said, I already- we've said that a million right, times. I told you.
1: So I really felt like, look, I don't drink anymore. I don't do drugs anymore. I don't steal shit. I go to work on time. I do what the fuck I want. If it's, you know, my only two vices now are fucking randos and parking illegally. That's like all I've got to work with. So I do (laughs) what I want. And I'm doing them both. I'm doing them both. And I fuck who I want. So for, (laughs) for... for this period of, for a period of time there, I was like, I don't care if you have a girlfriend, if you want to get down, let's let's do whatever, right? So right. I had made this arrangement with this guy named Charlie, and I knew that he had a girlfriend, and we just like would get down. We would not, there was nothing before or after he would come to mine, I would go to his and we would get we down. Have a and Charlie. Everyone a lot of, not everyone Deep will sigh. admit it, but I think everyone's had a Charlie, mm-hmm. truly. So um, after a couple months, he broke up with his girlfriend, and I was like, Oh, okay, you know, whatever. Awkward. And at the- awkward. <laughs> <laughs> over here i know and so when we had made this arrangement i really felt like look i've seen sex in the city i do what i want i'm cool like i can do this and not get any feelings this was authentic for me and so he broke up with her and then like maybe a month after that he came to me and he just said like heidi i don't know if i can do this anymore like i feel like i might be objectifying you is there a way that we could like go to dinner and get down or go to a movie and get down and i looked at him and i said like that would be dating and he was like i know but i told you from not I know. He said, I told you from the beginning, I don't want to date you. And when he looked at me and said that the bottom fell out. Like I came to some, a really harsh truth, which was that it may have been authentic for me to have this arrangement with this guy six months prior when we established it. But by the time he'd broken up with his girlfriend and we were still doing this, my honest to God truth was that I had always along the way, somewhere along the way, I'd been hoping that he would break up with her and choose me. So when he broke up with her and he told me, I, not only do I not choose you, I never, it was never even an option for me to choose you. I was like, wow, I've been lying to myself for a long time. Which yeah. is so, a crazy
0: thing to like as a woman, mm. really, because we've all been there. I, I've mm-hmm. had it happen to me. Every woman has had it happen if we're being honest. If we really are being honest and we're sitting down and we're being honest and yeah. we're having this discussion, every woman has had it happen to every man. But every woman has felt that feeling where you're like, fuck. I yeah. really thought that like I met more. I thought mm-hmm. that I was like, this special human being to you. And I mm-hmm. thought this was going to be, if we could just be free, if we could just be together in this perfect world, it mm-hmm. would work. You- but again, it goes back to saying what you said earlier. Which is when someone tells you the truth from the beginning, you must believe them. You mm-hmm. cannot believe that they are lying to you. They are So, like, a lot of these guys get bad raps because we're just like, he was a fucking dick. He didn't want me. He didn't have his mother with shit. So is his dad. <laughs> when really, you're like, bitch, he told you from get, from jump. Like, I yeah. wasn't about that life. Like, I think you're yeah. cool as fuck. If you want to fuck,
2: I'm down to fuck. But, like, yeah. forever, you're not my forever mate. I do appreciate, Mm -hmm. so that was it. Like, that moment with Charlie, you were like, Mm -hmm. I'm bottomed out. Literally and metaphorically. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like,
1: I was like, God, I am so fucked right now. So I uh,
2: left his apartment. like, my fuck boy doesn't want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my (laughs) own fuck boy doesn't (laughs) want to fuck me. The guy that (laughs) I said
2: I don't want doesn't want me. (laughs) Right. And I don't want him to not want me. Or I don't want to want to want him. And what now, am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, and now we're here. You know what? I'm riding a book, you mother Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's really interesting to me because I know as a woman, regardless of the Charlie situation or whatever it is, we do all have that that bottoming out point whether mm-hmm. it's in that last relationship or whether it's just being utterly alone and taking a, like a good long look in the mirror whether it's yeah. again dealing with drugs alcohol any type of substance so that was really interesting thanks for sharing that. what happened after
0: sure. that though like at that dinner when he was just like listen girl so that's <laughs> a hard no for me um yeah. I'm gonna check no <laughs> on that invite uh what happened after that
1: yeah, so no. I left his place and I went to my car, and I had a girlfriend that had, you know, she knew me pretty well. And I called her and I'm like, you know, in tears. And she's like, Are you ready to do something different? And I'm like, Yeah, I, th- I think so. And she's like, Oh my God, right, was
0: we- this a Yamla? Because she sounds very spiritual. <laughs> Stop.
2: so
1: she's like well we got some work we can do and I'm like okay I yeah I think I'm ready I'm pretty desperate and she's like okay well here's the thing like I if you're gonna do this with me I need you to agree that you're gonna like limit your communication with men for the duration of the work and I'm like okay so listen I'm thinking limit the limit my contact with men what does that mean and she's like no one-on-one contact with men so no messaging no texting no meeting up like it's fine if you're in a group of mixed company but like I want you to be done with this one-on-one interaction you're having with men because you're addicted to the attention you're getting and I was like "So for your uh, girlfriend
0: I don't know who this girl Mm. is but let's just give her a slow clap she was like listen she's like if you really need me to break it off no no dick for you yeah she was like no dick for you no nothing you can't look at dicks on a website or a magazine (laughs) No, I I don't even want you going into the male gap
1: like nada Nada. (laughs) Nada. Uh, her name is actually her name is Marisa and she has a business called um, Heal with Alchemy and um, she's on my podcast she's one of the first episodes of my of my podcast um so you can listen to her she's good she's awesome so anyway so she's like you you know no 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 you're right like no dick no nothing and i'm like um well i mean this does really suck and she's like come on and i'm like all right so i agreed to that because i really thought that what she was going to ask me to do would take like 30 days right like i'm gonna do like a 14 day dick detox like that's gonna be great that'll be fine you know right well okay fucking 11 months later <laughs> yeah, sure. is when I, when I finally finished the work that I ended up doing. So, you know, it, I say that because it took me 11 months to do. I'm particularly stubborn. I was very slow. I dragged my feet. I threw a temper tantrum every damn night. I, like, threw my I was so dramatic. I threw myself on my bed. This isn't fair. I can't drink. I can't do drugs. And now I can't even be friends with men. I called her one time. I called her on the phone a couple of months into this. And I'm like, are you trying to tell me that I'm going to have to be friends with stupid women like you for the rest <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you meant it. And you meant it. fucking down. meant it. Yeah. yeah and she was like, "Bitch, like, I can't yes. even get a twenty-day
2: cleanse down." She's and like, you want you me know, to go? Thirty she's whole like, days?" Oh, "You're okay. trying to." <laughs> okay. If you're projecting on me right now,
0: she's like, "Bitch, remember this is for you, dummy." I know. Wow. Well, she's that like is such an really angel because she
1: just yeah. rolled with it and she was, you know, she laughed at me. She's like, "We're, we're going to be fine." And she's like my ride or die. I mean, she's one of my yeah, very totally. best friends. So anyway, we I did all this work that she outlined, and at the end of it, I real, you know, and then. So it took me 11 months to do it and then like I, start, I went back to dating and I learned a couple things about that and then I met my now husband and blah, blah, blah. But um, a couple of years after that, I thought this work that I did completely transformed my perspective on the accessibility of love and relationships to me. Because yeah. ever since I was a little kid, I always felt like not only did I feel uncomfortable all the time, but I truly felt like love and relationships are for the beautiful people, the rich people the fill in the blank people, like any people that are not me, that's who it is for. And this work allowed me to understand that like, Love and intimacy are accessible to anyone who wants it. And all I had to do was get real fucking clear on my value, what I am worth, that I am worthy of love, and what I was looking for to find it. Um, And so when I realized how transformational the work was, I'm like, you know, I ended up stumbling into it because I knew this woman from recovery, from 12-step recovery. But I was like, there's plenty of women in the world who are not, quote unquote, lucky enough to be alcoholics or addicts that might not find this work. And so I got to write this book. And so then actually kind of is a nice circle back to the first question because the book nearly wrote itself. I mean, it took a year for me to actually like get all the loose ends tied up and everything, but I probably wrote it within a three to four month period over weekends or, you know, the words just kind of came because they were my experience. They were internalized and it was really pretty easy to write about. And I felt so drawn to the idea that like this needs to be out in the world so it can help someone who's suffering from the idea that like they're broken or there's something wrong with them or like that they'll never find love you know you
2: know absolutely what I wrote down because I know so many amazing women but I could feel this aura because I don't know what happened in my life or yours but I know (laughs) I've I've been (laughs) <laughs> and that was to black mamba <laughs> yeah dance. yeah well we've been <laughs> friends
0: for a long time so she knows what happened
2: i have had a i've been lucky to feel very um oddly secure with myself like to the point mm-hmm. in my whole life where i was like no fuck you i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i've heard a lot of people with that mm-hmm. mentality too so mm-hmm. you can be a double-edged sword long mm-hmm. story short though when you are secure with yourself, whether you're a man or a woman, it is so easy to spot somebody who's transparent or who's not oh transparent. God. Yes, yes, it is yes. like it is the most this, unattractive mm-hmm. trait in a man or a woman, mm-hmm. whether it is a girlfriend or whether it is a guy who's trying to feel you. If they are not being true, you are going to, and it is true. You teach. We just talked about this on the episode before this interview, so that's funny about teaching people how to treat you because I've had. lot of men in my life where some of them were strong and some of them could not hang and i like to think i'm a decent person but i have been an absolute trash can To people like guys specifically where I was like, you know, I am I'm better than you and I'm going to let
0: you know it. Um, No, it's true. It's 100 percent true. I'm
2: saying that is because I loved your description of the quote unquote, cruel girl that you are these with these within your friends and relationships. You're always trying to be specifically to like those men, the Mm -hmm. cool girl. And I know Mm -hmm. so many. I really hope some women out there who listen to this, read your book and read into that because it is it's so true. And it's that is all self work, regardless of if you're addicted to men or yeah. dick or yeah. d- drugs or whatever. The cool yeah. girl, that perception of yourself, it's so see through, and it's terrible. Well, oh and it's God. so
0: un- it's such an uncomfortable thing. Absolutely, it's such an uncomfortable thing. Mm-hmm. And to witness even to witness, I'm sure Oh, oh, one hundred percent
2: miserable. But even witnessing it, it's like you are. Of course, you're gonna find that guy. Of course, mm-hmm. he's gonna spot you across from the a bottom. mile away. and he is going to ruin the next three to six months of your life right and And not years (laughs) and not and not (laughs) years
0: if you don't watch it one of the things that even as a woman i i always when i got towards the end of like before i married my husband once we got married i really looked back and i thought like i really did i'm not fucking around one day i sat down and i looked back at all the men that i had dated And all that. Well, some of the men I fucked, but a lot of the men that I had dated and I was just like, what was the problem? Like I was being my authentic self. This person was being their authentic self. What did not work here? And I could blame about 20 percent of just the breakup. Like if we take half and half, you take 50 percent. I take 50 percent. I could blame an additional 20 percent on myself because I for sure let my own insecurities about being a black woman and thinking that I wasn't as good or um, up to the same level as a woman. And that obviously I'm in a in a city where there's not a lot of black folks. There's not a lot of black women. There's not a lot of... Bl- and if, if there are, they're not dating interracially. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard for me to look back and say, no, you fucked up a lot of those. Because you really put that into relationships when that wasn't a thing. And you were being over the top or overcompensating for something that you thought you had to make up for that you didn't have to make up for, like you're good enough. You're fucking Mm -hmm. bomb the way you are. Black, white, Mexican, it doesn't matter. Yellow, it doesn't matter. You're perfect just the way you are. But I made that a thing in all of those relationships because I didn't feel good enough about who I was before marrying my husband.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the things that I love that you brought up is the idea of like when we really kind of step into our power and know who we are and we're unapologetic about it, we can start to, I know why I brought this up because you were mentioning like, be careful, it could take up three months, six months or years, right? And so once we know who we are, we can start to kind of fail faster, which is a kind of an entrepreneurial You know, phrase or whatever, but it's like, that's what happened to me. I spent 11 months doing all this work, finding out who I was, writing an ideals list of the kind of woman I wanted to be, writing an ideals list of the kind of partner I wanted to have. And then I went out in the world and met some really bad went on some really bad dates. I went on a horrible Tinder date. This was probably the last Tinder date I went on. I went on a horrible Tinder date where I met a guy at a city park because he was like, I want to grill some salmon for you. you know, I, oh, I was like, fuck. okay, whatever. I don't It was great. Uh, whatever. So I met him at this park and then um, he wanted to go back to his house, which I kind of was like, oh, you know, because I was trying to do something different. So yeah. I was trying to also like not fuck a guy on the first night because I had this pattern of, like going out with you, fucking you, and now you're my boyfriend. So, I wanted to try something different. Yeah. So, he's like, Well, let's go back to his place. So, we went back to his place and he, like, you know, started to like put it on, lay it on pretty thick. And I was like, You know, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really interested, you know. And he was like, Well, like, what's the worst that could happen? And I'm like, Okay, first of all, like, <laughs> murder. my vagina could be upset. I'm just you can gonna murder start me. You can skin I'm me like I'm a cat and me like it. a jacket. My mother, Oh my God, Alex, you and I are on this. I was like, I literally remember picking up my shit and leaving his house, being like, "You could murder me and cut me up into a million pieces and stuff me in an oil drum. Like that could happen. You could get me pregnant. You could give me." It a literally when it's literally happened before. before. <laughs> yeah, literally. There's a whole
0: station on the cable and on the internet <laughs> yes. that is 100. percent based on this that- out. That's it. Who was like, no, for sure. If you go to his house, they're gonna skin you like a cat,
1: wear you like a coat.
2: Yeah, Don't exactly. So I was he's like, he's gonna make but your eyebrows. He put the shoot. lotions on the skin.
1: <laughs> so, but what happened was, so I heard myself shout that at him and walk out the door, and then I deleted him from my Tinder and from my phone. Which, like in the old days, that I was would a joke. sat down. I would have chased that guy down for months trying to figure out, uh, like I would have gotten all wrapped up in the chaos. I would have spent right. six months trying to figure it out. Do yeah, I like yeah. this guy? Don't I? I probably would have slept with him anyway, even though I didn't like him. I would have gotten all wrapped up in it. And after having done this work and figured out the type of woman I was and the type of man that I wanted to date, I was like, that guy is not for me. He cannot roll with me. Goodbye, delete, see you never. And, and that so- is huge. It was huge. huge because it wasn't like I certainly felt super entitled. You know, after, after having spent spent an entire like year on quote yeah. unquote lockdown, I was like, I'm ready to find my you know where I'm ready to like st- take one step out the door and find my husband, um, and that did not happen. But I got I started to weed people out faster and I wasted less of my own time, which as a woman who it, has all kinds of stuff going on, like time is our most valuable asset. We cannot be wasting it on these guys that are like wearing a plaid shirt with a dog in their Tinder picture that you have to tilt to the right to, in order to like look at it, you know, in order for him to yeah. be attractive. We cannot be wasting it with these guys that are, that are not for us. And it doesn't mean there's something bad about that guy. Although that was like a horrible pickup line. Like I would ask that I would encourage him to like think of something different next time, but like he was not for me and it was okay to walk away from that. And in the old days before I had done this work, I would never walk away from anything because I was afraid I'd never get anything else.
0: Right, because at some point as women, we get scared. We're like, we don't want to be the old lady in the shoe. And it's like, That's right. your vagina is begging you. It's like, you bitch, know, please, let's be more selective. How funny. about that? It's because I saw the last six, okay? It- <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. I said I would wait till the meeting, but. I like, I don't want to bring it up, but like, he was trash. Uh, Brad was trash. Chris was trash. Jacob was trash. You don't even remember his name, he spelled it with a K. He was awful. Why are you putting me through this? And you you're know, like, okay, it's funny that you, you
2: say that about the fear, right? You say you're mm-hmm. f- afraid of being alone, and you're saying afraid of being the lady in the shoe. I truly think that you find your soulmate the day you're like no i'd fucking kick it in a shoe with me yeah. all yep. day long right. baby right. like 100%. gang gang this is it i remember looking at an ex of mine who was a great guy seriously great mm-hmm. guy and i was like rather be alone yeah <laughs> Like it was just and you know and when you find that power like you're saying you're using the phrase like step into your power like once you really look at someone you're like this is not it like and you can still even honor them a lot of these people you're you're like you're a piece of shit like I'm for sure gonna be happier without you but then there's every once in a while those relationships where you're like God you just don't fill me up you're just like tap you're just like tap water like I'll not die so there's that right but But you are not Britta you're not smart
0: water. (laughs) You're well, not, not smart, modern. You're not well. like alkaline. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not thirsty. So
2: uh, no stepping into your I'm mm-hmm. excited to finish, and we'll definitely um, put some things up on Instagram once we do about yeah. uh, finishing and stepping into here. Because more, majority of what I took from your book, "Being a Married Woman," is mm-hmm. it's really about you. Of course you're going to find somebody. You're a rad chick. And and once anybody identifies how cool they are, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of find people who are like, oh, you are fucking cool. That's (laughs) why we have, quote unquote, cool people. That's why we follow (laughs) fucking like Tammy from Instagram who posts her like, you know, what are those online store buys? We're -hmm. like, Tammy bought Lulu's. I'm buying. I'm fucking buying buying them. God, yeah, that shit's yeah. so fresh. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's hard to, it, it's just, I think it, it can be very difficult. And that's why I'm glad that this book exists because it can be yeah. very difficult as a grown woman to yeah. acknowledge sometimes your own praise, to recognize your own coolness, recognize what you need and what yeah. you deserve. And so I'm glad that you wrote this book, especially because you're on the other side. If you were just like yeah, some single chick sure. writing this and you weren't married, but like I saw your husband, I, totally I saw your step that. kid. like you guys look fucking A-OK. okay Rad as fuck. <laughs> you guys look great together. You video well. You look yeah. like you take great pictures. Um <laughs> so, and that please. is legitimately once you figure out what you, makes did you your homework happy, um, it really does make you happy. It fulfills yeah. you. But in my relationship, it is not near perfect. We have our arguments. We go through our shit. But I still love the fuck out of that dude. I'd mm-hmm. fucking murder somebody for him. I'd be like, well, where yeah. are we burying the body? Yeah, and it's What's not like a Tinder on?
2: date murder. It's no, like, no, no, no. Like, like a legit murder. Like that lion or else. It's like the town. Yeah, oh, sure.
0: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm so glad that.
2: Anything that you want to like, add about the book that you, we didn't cover or just questions? Yeah, or? no, I'm just, like I said, I'm
1: so grateful that you all had me on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me and for, um, you know, give me an opportunity to chat with you and your listeners and anyone that's interested can find me on instagram i'm at honeyb 52 um the book is available like i said paperback kindle audible check it out i personally think audible is actually the best because even though i read it like Seventy-five times, there's still typos in the paperback version. So, like, don't at me about that. So, just listen to me narrated on. like me. Don't even at me. Don't give a shit. Don't care. Don't. Don't at me. Don't I
0: know there's a comma missing. I don't give a shit.
1: It's like, I, I don't even know to how to use an dicks. Oxford comma, and right, I wrote a book. Right.
0: please. I was trying to swat away dicks when I was writing this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. yeah um.
1: Please. And then the last thing I'll say is that for any women that are feeling like they're particularly like in the struggle and can't find a way out, please message me on Instagram. I love talking to women about this stuff. It's it's my why it's why i wrote the book i have my own podcast the relationship ready podcast with heidi b you can definitely check that out and then i do offer one-on-one coaching so anyone who wants to actually go through the work together um that is how i make my living it's my passion it's why i left my cubicle job and i'm just like so on fire for it so
2: i love you guys so much i'm so glad i got to make some new friends and thank you for having me on the show no seriously we know that our listeners um they're gonna love this. this I know, is what and we're, we're gonna about, have to. So, we'll, we
0: will return the favor because I do want to be on your podcast, and there's some other things that I just yeah. want to, honey, talk to you about because we are gonna 100%. get in the weeds. This is not the last interview. This is not the last time that we will hear from Heidi. She's French
2: Boucher. Yes, <laughs> that's are right. From? I said it wrong. Heidi, it on purpose. Yeah, it on we're purpose. doing that for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: French, honey, Heidi get that
2: book. Hey, where are you from, Heidi? Again, where am I?
1: I am from. I- well, I grew up in Iowa. Iowa,
2: oh, okay. But That's I'm awesome.
1: currently in Portland. I live in Portland, Oregon. I've
2: been in Portland, Oregon for about 20 years. Ooh. Perfect. I All know right, Portland, here we well. are. So All a little right. Nevada, Oregon action. All right. Well, thank you, All so right, thank, you thank you so much. All right, girl. Have a great night. Thank you so much. We love you so much. We nice can't to meet you. wait
0: to talk soon. Thank you, Heidi. You are the best, girl. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, you guys, again, we'd like to thank Heidi Bushy for sitting down with us and talking all about her book, Relationship Ready, How I Stopped Fucking Randos and Started Cupcaking My Soulmate." It is a great book. AP and I absolutely love it. So go and pick it up. Again, it's available Amazon, Kindle, and Audible anywhere else you buy books. We love you guys and we will see you next time. Bye. (laughs)